Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. Hey, this is Josephine. This is Edward. And for this episode, we're going to be talking about Netflix Altered Carbon, which is a TV show that I think is what's supposed to be like the sci-fi game of Thrones for Netflix. And I'm not completely sure it completely succeeds in that because not nobody's talking about it. Have you noticed? Um, I mean, <laughs> I've heard people talk about it, but not when it first came out because I didn't hear about it until like literally like two days before because Edward's like, there's this show. And I'm like, what is it? And then he told me about it. But then again, maybe it's because we're like in the Asian entertainment world. So we hear a lot of like hub All only right, because yeah. after it came out and I'm paying attention only because of the whole white person in playing an asian guy yeah and all that crap and to be Um, to be fair there was in the books so they have that excuse i guess and and to be fair with the show too they kind of like address that too it wasn't like they kind of ignored it they actually kind of talk about that's like a discussion of like how successful were they in implementing and all that stuff and also the discussions with uh especially with what the show later was trying to do with this um, in terms of like the buzz that's been going on, altered carbon, like there has been enough of a buzz, but in terms like when I asked other people, like, oh, they definitely heard of it because you see, like, especially in Los Angeles, there's a lot of advertisement. You see, like, the altered carbon advertisements in like the billboards oh, really? and the bus stops. So they are doing that. But in terms of like, you know, if people are watching it, most of them I've talked to have have not watched it, they just heard of it or they're interested in it. Um, but, and also I guess it doesn't help because nowadays I think everything seems to be gauged by Rotten Tomatoes. So right, it right. has a pretty mixed review on, in terms of score aggregations on Rotten Tomatoes. So I do wonder if that plays a factor in they're like, Ooh, you got to watch this or, uh, nah, I can probably pass on or watch it like three months later. Do you agree with the criticism about the show being slow and boring and none of the characters really are interesting. Do you guys agree with that? So I, this might be one of the rare times where Josephine will definitely comment on this one where I didn't really pay attention to what the critics were saying. Uh, Like I didn't read about it. I just heard some generic uh, notes of like, oh, it's a Blade Runner's knockoff or it's a copy of Blade Runner, blah, blah, blah. Um, so what you're saying about the characters not being interesting, I would disagree with that because mm-hmm. I found a majority of the characters pretty interesting and likable. Yeah. Uh, and they were the reasons why I stuck with the show. Like I continued watching it. And uh, to the point where if people are saying this is the Blade Runner knockoff or spinoff or whatever, I say, sure, maybe it is set in the same universe as Blade Runner because it looks exactly like Blade Runner. But I liked it more than I liked the first and the second Blade Runner uh, combined. Yeah, I liked. So I liked. I was the, like, cool, whatever. I definitely liked the world building for this uh, for this property more than Blade Runner. I agree, completely agree that Blade Runner has a very simplicity to it. That's fine for what it is. But this Altered Carbon actually goes pretty deep with the with the world that it created. That's what yeah. drawn me to keep watching the show was the characters and for the world building. I was just kind of fascinated to see all this different interpretation of what the future could be like. And this show delivers that. Uh, I totally agree with you. I think, I mean, whatever their budget was, they used it very well. Oh, and yeah. I really enjoyed seeing everything being explored. I mean, obviously the first 
you know, it fit for the character like, oh, I'm Takeshi Kovach and I've been asleep for 250 years. Please speed me up, Kristen Ortega. And so it's like, what's that? What's that? And I was like, oh, so much expose. But of course, I have no idea what's happening either. So we actually watched the first episode twice because of all the stuff that was happening. And we're like, ah, we got to rewatch. But then um, for me, I didn't really care about like the main guy. Maybe it's because it's a white guy playing an Asian guy. Ha ha. But then he didn't. I mean, then again, main characters don't tend aren't very like aren't always the most interesting people because they have to keep the show grounded or whatever story they're you know based on. Um, and everyone else around them can be crazy. Uh, so he was like whatever to me. But then I did like some of the supporting cast a lot. Like when certain characters died, I was like, oh my god, no! Um, it is kind of interesting how you talk about Takashi Kovacs that way because. I I liked him more when I when he was relatable more to the the William Lee, uh well no I said William yeah William Lee yeah yeah William Lee his that his version of the the Kajikovacs is who I see who's supposed to be in uh, Joel Kinnaman's character so it wasn't until that aspect of the story came along is where I started really actually caring about Kovacs a little bit more because mm-hmm. it's like oh, okay he's Japanese and he has like an actual history and all that stuff so when I see Joe Kinnaman I actually do see an Asian guy in a white body not not the <laughs> not the, a white guy playing Asian so I kind of kind of like that I think for me it's just the actor I didn't really care about him um, not I mean maybe it's the Asian thing but then him as an actor I'm like yeah he's whatever I don't I'm not particularly yeah, he, impressed he's or... whatever yeah you're right he's whatever but the, his backstory is what really kind of fascinated yeah, me. Yeah, of course, the backstory is the interesting part, but the the guy, I was like, eh, whatever. And then, like, because you know how sometimes when, okay, my favorite character, the one who got uh, sleeved, oh, no, had different stacks put into him, was the one who ended up playing Kristen Ortega's grandmother. Oh, and right, And he also right. played the rush. he, he played the Demi twin. The twin. Yeah. Did yeah. you say Demi the Trin? Oh, two twins. So yeah, because yeah, that guy, I was like, oh, my God, this is mind-blowing. This huge white guy who's all tatted up and he's like, I'm a gangster. And suddenly, oh, I'm an old Spanish lady. Oh, la, la. And then I'm a Russian, Russian mobster. I was like, dang, this guy is really good. Because like when he was doing the accents and everything, like, I mean, I'm not Hispanic, so I don't know if I'm just saying stuff out of my ass. But I was like, no, it's believable for me. And then when he was doing the Russian accent, I'm like, no, that's believable as well. Versus when, um, who was the f- original Byron? Byron. Byron. Byron? Yeah, when he had Demi the twin put inside him, and he was doing a Russian accent. I was like, you just sound like you're drunk and slurring your speech. I didn't hear like the... I was like, I I know you're Demi the Twin because they told me you're Demi the Twin, but you don't seem like Demi the Twin. So Maybe because he's Asian, they don't bite. Maybe his acting's just not as good. Or, yeah, maybe the I don't know. But Wait, then, hold on. Demi, um, Demi the Twin oh. is supposed to be Asian? Oh, no, you're, t- no, no. Oh, you're talking about well, when, he, was, when he took over he the aging body. Gotcha, gotcha. The reason why Josephine, I, I, was, yeah. I was like, oh, giving Josephine shades was that, oh, maybe it wasn't believable because it was an Asian guy. Uh, playing a playing Russian, Russian dude, yeah. where it's like you know we we're subconsciously will buy into more. No, I don't mind. It's totally fine. It's just he, I didn't like his. He, I didn't think he did a good job. But um, I did really. My favorite characters were uh, Poe, the AI yes, hotel yes, yes. Uh, hotel. He's just the hotel. Yeah. And then Abund, uh, Kristen's partner, the Muslim partner. Oh, uh, hold on. Before before we move on, you guys. Have you guys read anything about the differences between the book and the TV show? No. I don't know anything about the book. So. We tried to stay away from it just so, you know, whenever next seasons we have, we'll be like actually surprised. Yeah. So I, I have no idea. But you book. have something to say. Yeah. I went ahead after reading the whole thing. I kind of just went ahead and read up on it. And it looks like they made a lot of different changes. 
like Poe example, because you mentioned Poe, and I got it, and I I like Poe, and I'm like, oh, this is a cool character. I hope he's not really dead. And then it turns out in the book, he's actually supposed to be Jimi Hendrix. So, oh. so apparently it's a throwaway thing. So Poe, I guess, really is dead because in the next season he's not gonna be around. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's, that. there's that. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, we did see him die a very slow death. So it was a very dramatic death. Yep. I know. I know. It, it, it's a sad though. But Poe is definitely one of my favorite ones, and and Abud is such a pretty cool too. I do like him also. Yeah. Yeah. When those two died, I was actually, you know. Devastated, and you're like, don't no, they blew out his stack. Versus, like, what I'm thinking of, um, this is totally different. Punisher spoilers when, um, what's her name? Oh, Stein, Stein. okay, Stein, but what's, what's his partner's name? Uh, Madani, okay, so yeah, well, Madani, when you actually, yeah, you could we see Stein introduced in the beginning, right? And I'm like, this guy's fucking annoying, and then eventually he's like, oh, look, I'm a savvy guy who's gonna hold all your secrets, and then when he gets knifed a million times by. Billy Russo, I was like, good. <laughs> There's good? not just you brought that up. There were for when we watched it, there were a lot of similarities with the the structure arc of the Punisher first season as with Altered Carbon. You had the main person, you have two police detectives kind of like on the case, and then you eventually have the main baddie who it doesn't really reveal themselves until like the later part of the season. So it felt very similar. They're like, oh, we kind of seen this before. I mean, obviously. Huge differences. One is sci-fi. One is more realistic. And there's a lot of like, and there's also like a mind-bending murder mystery going on. But it still kind of plays out the same way that there's like two outside forces of the detectives trying to look in onto the case, and somehow they're all connected. Yeah, I kind of like the way that the story kind of naturally revealed itself. Like he isn't exactly the best detective, but but we're seeing all the clues to us, and it kind of just goes together comes together at the end. I I remember critics complaining that that's how they did it, but I thought it I thought it worked just as well. I I had no problems with it. Yeah. I think I was a little bothered by it cuz was like what does all this crap have to do with anything? And then okay, so I enjoyed the show for the most part, right? And I was like, no, I want to know what's happening, not because of the main guy, but just cuz the world building yeah. and all the yeah. other characters that were in it. But then by the second to the last episode when the sister okay so we meet the sister and i was like oh my god she's so cool right like you know asian half asian ninja girl person who can do all this great stuff she kind of ruined the story for me i I agree because i mean at first when i saw it i remember i was telling edward i'm like she's kind of like what the hell is up with her character it's kind of boring it seems like why did you have to turn the sister against him because when you first when you have that flashback of um when they had first seen each other after being separated from their entire like youthful lives they just were like fuck everyone else we're sticking together so it was like yeah if that's the case it should have just kept going right but then suddenly for whatever reason she becomes selfish in her weird twisted and i was like oh my god can they just fuck already because i wanted that <laughs> it seemed like that was a rather go down edward's like it, no they're but related. it seemed like it like yeah, I, it point, I was like kind of like no josephine stop it but the, and as the sh- season went on i'm like this girl has problems like this girl really wants like have sex with her brother or something. And then, like, Game I of Thrones, agree, like right? the Game second of last episode, it kind of veered into this strange, campy, melodramatic territory where I'm like, am I watching a 007 movie now? Because now she seems to be like this villain with her giant castle in the sky with her crazy, convoluted plan to get her brother back, which then makes me think of, like, what was it? The Spectre movie of James Bond. Or oh, it's just okay. this unnecessary complication between siblings. 
And I'm like, why is this even necessary? And then it just it just got really drawn out at that point. Yeah, it's like her whole thing was like, oh, I built this world so that we can I can have it share it with you, brother. And it was like, okay, then you seem like you have a lot of power. Why couldn't you just do it yourself? Why did you need Bancroft? And then they're like, oh, it's because I'm not that strong. But then she later on says, I'm a meth. And I was like, and you've also been alive just as long as Bancroft. So shouldn't you have that power? And like, it just negated a lot of things for me. And then if she was the reason all this stuff happened, ooh, And I was like, Yeah, I, the season finale kind of was a letdown for me. You know, the season finale was also a letdown for me. But I think the reason why she wanted Bancroft to do her dirty work is because she still wanted to be in the shadows. Even though she has that's all what the, that's, saying. That's, yeah. that's why that's the only about, rational which is why, like, yeah. it felt like a double seven villain. Yeah, I, it, that, that, that's the only rational explanation I can think of why it was that convoluted. And on a side note, in the book, once they, she wasn't a sister at all, not a sister, she was a lover. <laughs> she wasn't a lover, you know, she was just like, uh, uh, she was the Yakuza, the Yakuza boss or whatever in the books. Not really. I, think I would at all. prefer that because it felt like, you know, a lot of movies and TV shows, they kind of use this thing where, like, oh, the main villain is like the best friend, which in this case is the Punisher, or like a sibling or some sort of connection where everything is connected. Yeah. And I'm like, no. But you guys just praised it for it having everything be connected and it falling together naturally. No, no, no. The, the mystery itself. The mystery kind of was connected and fell together naturally. Yeah, the, the, that was no natural because then she just explained everything. Like, why did this happen? Because this. Why no, but, this? But if because you think about it, they actually did lay clues. They actually did lay clues throughout the whole series, and then you kind of you kind of get that as soon as they explain everything. Like the the clues were very like casually told. Like the 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 the, the thirty four thing, the rule thirty four, whatever it's called. It was mentioned, but there was no real explanation what that was until. And the, the importance of that until the very end. And like, wait, what was that again about Rule 34? So, so yeah. It, it seemed okay, like... what about Lizzie? She ended up being this deus ex machina where she just comes in and like suddenly can kick amazing butt and all this crap. And I'm like, yeah. what? Oh, oh no, side so note, uh, not in the books. She, not, that character did not do all that in the books at, at all. Okay, oh, but okay. yeah, I was like, her <laughs> story seemed the most, like, what the fuck? And then... Um, her father, Vernon Elliott, I never cared for him either, even though it's like he's supposed to be the sidekick. You know, like they always have that, like this, the random backup sidekick guy is always going to be this black dude who can match him in fighting. But then I was like, I don't like this guy. Though. It's not a very good sidekick. Yeah, like I liked Curtis better in Black in Black Panther. Oh, my God. In in Punisher. And yeah. then in what's oh, my God. What's it? Captain America. He's right. got. What's his face? Uh, Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. So it's like, you know, those guys were better. Like, where's this guy? Like, because he's so concerned with his family and doing whatever he wanted that he was like, hey, we need your help. But I guess that's good for the story because you never right. know what he's going to do. Sure. And yeah. I mean, I you guess you can argue that, like, you know, it plays against the whole, like, oh, the super reliable psychic where it's like, no, this guy's not that reliable. I mean, he is skilled, but he's not. He has his own interests to look out for, which is why I didn't quite see him as, like, you know, he didn't fit into the textbook definition of psychic because a psychic should always help, I guess, the main character. This guy had his own agenda. So it's kind of like, eh, that's I, why I, I think, did, for me, it didn't bother me too much. About I, I think the sh- I think the show adapting that from the book is kind of showing it seems because you guys have issues with with how he is as a psychic. Because in the book, uh, Takashi Kobos was more or less on his own. He didn't really have a team. He was oh. kind of doing the whole thing on his own. So the show kind of forced him to have a sidekick and all that stuff to, yeah, you know. Because then, like, obviously by it. the end when everything started unraveling, it was like all that garbage was like, oh, you know, like, 
I, I'm going to like do this alone. And they're all like, but we're your friends. Right, oh, yeah. 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 And so I was laughing so hard. I was like, what the hell is this garbage? And they're obviously, they're like, oh my God, I can see what you're doing with this thing. You can't do this alone. You need me. And I'm like, who the fuck are you, Ava? You just came out of nowhere. Like, I mean, That's- yeah, we get it. He needs a... He needs a dipper or whatever garbage. And I was like... That's actually all from the showrunner. Uh, the showrunner purposely gave him extra characters to work with. Um, have the lazy girl come out to save him. That was actually her agenda. Because in the book, supposedly, it was just all Takeshi Kovacs. He he solves the case. He fights the bad guys. He wins on his own. While in the in the show, she... he she uh, Laitita... What was the showrunner's name? I forget... I, Taika Waititi. Her last name I can't pronounce. Right, but anyways, but, yeah. she wanted it to be a case where where Tukovi Kovac, who's a man, didn't had to be rescued by a woman. Not only that, but like a girl, Lizzie. You know, she was she really saved him. If it wasn't for the yeah, girl, pretty much. Yeah. So it was a kind of it was a kind of a thing where where it's like not, not not exactly hashtag Me Too or you know Time's Up stuff, but she wanted a stronger female presence in the story than the book actually provided. So that's the reason why she did it this way. Then she shouldn't have made Ortega. I mean, I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the whole or, or, part with or, or, Ortega <laughs> and her suddenly falling in love with him. I mean, that uh, one you get because it's like, okay, that's her ex-lover's uh, body, uh, right? Also not in the book. <laughs> yeah, okay. But then he was like, I get the, why you've had this weird thing with him. Why but, does Takesh? Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden she's like, oh, you know, I'm just going to yeah. fuck you. Sure. And then, yeah, okay, you can have sex. But after that, I'm going to tell you all my plans, all the things I've been learning. And then Takeshi also is like, yeah, I'm going to help you. I care for you and so then, much. And right. he's like, oh, no, you must save her, her arm. Ah! I was like, what? Yeah. How did this love story come? It came out of nowhere. Like, it after came, this yeah. Whole story talking about him, how much he loves Kel, because it's like, oh, I, you know, I literally, when I first saw you, I gave you my heart. Okay, that part is cheesy, but you've got one girl, and then now you're like, I'm going to with this one and then the end that horrible story of the princess and her peasant boy i was like that's so offensive (laughs) and call yourself a princess and then it's like oh now he's gonna journey across worlds to find her i was like what the fuck yeah and this show even though it had a female showrunner it did it it felt like it catered to male audience because it's like okay takashi like he has sex with multiple, he has sex with Miriam, then he has sex with Ortega, right. and he's still in love with Kel. And it's like, man, this guy just has it all. And don't just... forget the girl that he was first seen with in the very beginning, who gets blown up as oh, well. Oh yeah, that that girl too. It, it, so it's it just did... like, yeah, yeah. It did right, seem whatever. like she wanted to have her cake and eat it too. The showrunner that it is, because yeah, she she created more female characters for this story, not just a guy, but at the same time, the guy gets to do all this stuff. Like like oh, yeah. guy stories too. So I I don't know it. I don't know if she was pressured, not pressured, but internally pressured to try and balance it out. I mean, there's so much unity in this in this uh, in this thing where you're kind of going like, oh, they're doing Game of Thrones exploitation, but at the same time, it kind of had purpose too. I don't think she was pressured because the one thing I do know about is that later this took 15 years for her to make because it was a difficult process for people, I guess companies or to approve or to right. agree to do the show because it was so like high concept and expensive. Yep. So this, so, but with Netflix, it was something that she could do and have complete control over. Like she was the showrunner. She wrote a lot of the episodes. So she had a heavy hand in making this work because it's like the name sounded familiar because she's mainly a producer for a bunch of TV shows and like big budget films. Mm-hmm. So this is something that she's actually putting her own stamp on. So I don't know if she was pressured more like she just said, you know what, we'll sell sex and nudity. Okay, and well, violence. I like I said um, earlier 
to you guys before we started recording was that this show, even though it had a lot of sex and a lot of violence and kind of some gore and blood and everything, it was palatable for me. And I normally don't like all that stuff, like Game of Thrones style, right? That I agree with. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, Game of Thrones, like, they'll show it to you and then they just keep going and you're like, why are you showing me this? Like, okay, you're trying to go over that shock value. I was shocked the first time this happened, but you guys keep doing it to the point where it's just the women too, right? Where they're just, you just, this fan service just, but for the men, not for the ladies. Like, any, not that anyone wants to see any dicks on screen, but then like, you know, there was like a good amount of dick and titties and stuff on for alternate oh, yeah. al- altered carbon. And then same with the, like the violence, they would show it. But then the thing is, it's still with guns, right? So it's not swords. It's not someone gouging someone's eyes out with their hands. So it was still like, okay, with, with guns, it's okay. And then the excess blood you had shooting out, that was a little much, but you, they don't focus on it. Like watch this hole, like seep everywhere. And, oh my God. So I liked that. And then there was like the scene where you see Bancroft having sex with a prostitute and then he's killing her. But, they don't have to show you, like, ha- yeah, of him yeah. actually doing it to her. Like, you, you get the idea. It's like, okay, the headboard, it's, you see the top of her head, the headboard's getting smashed in or whatever, and stuff's coming out of her neck, and you're like, okay, that's pretty horrific, but we don't need to see the rest of it. So they did a good job, like, cutting it out. So I was like, no, I appreciate it. So that. this is the biggest difference I agree with her, even though I was saying earlier, like, oh, she's like, oh, sex and violence and all that. But this is where it's, like, the biggest difference when you have a woman showrunner um as compared to like game of thrones with those guys benioff and weiss um in that sense it's like when when they're showing violence towards women especially when i was watching altered carbon like like with the prostitute when her neck got uh slashed oh yeah like those are the things where it's like okay with guns it's like okay when like like the women they're all combating okay sure they'll she'll, she'll get blown with all the guns but like a lot of people understand that with knives it's a lot more intimate and it's a lot more like, you know, it, it is more sickly. So I appreciate that they didn't sh- have to show her th- throat being cut. They just show like, you know, the blood splattering across the wall or like, you know, like I noticed that like when it comes to women and children, the showrunner was like very artistic in terms of showing the violence as opposed to like, oh, we need to see the violence because I'm like, no, I don't think it's necessary to show that. Because you, you just get into a threshold where like you cross it and just becomes shock value. It just becomes like a shock factor. You're like, oh, this is what we can do, which is what I criticize Game of Thrones for doing. Because I think they just do it for shock value. And they're like, yeah, agreed. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I so, said, yeah. the, the, the sex and violence, it did seem like it had purpose. It wasn't completely gratuitous, like you said, Game of Thrones tends to do. So I, I kind of appreciated it. So it kind of, yeah. I mean... As a guy, f- full frontal nudity and a fighting chick with like a sword and all that stuff. I mean, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even though I mean, when oh, I thought yeah. it was hilarious when the sister and her many clones all came right. out. And we're just, yeah, like, that's that's what I was referring to. Yeah. Just like, ah! just like, just I mean, I was like, I think the sister kind of has a weird body, even though she's like, oh, she's a she's kind of like the weird cusp of like I think she's pretty, but she's also kind of ugly to me at the same time because. She looks like an alien. She's very skinny, but her body is really long. And she and, has a big head. And yeah, she has a huge head because she's so skinny and her and she's very skinny and and her limbs are long and ah, I'm like, this is weird. Like, I don't are we supposed to be turned on by her body or turned off? No, I'm, but the thing though, the, the 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 scene doesn't make it make you turn on. You get get turned on. It's it's a No, fight I know, scene. but I'm yeah. saying even the girl herself, just her face. Like it's a very long face. Oh, and, sure, sure. I mean, I I think she's I mean, pretty. That's but, just a know. subjective, whatever. I'm just right. gonna judge everyone. I, I remember her mostly from Dollhouse because she was one. She was from Dollhouse. 
Oh, is she a doll there too? I yeah, recognize her from Agents of Shield. Yeah, Agents of Shield as well. She was also there too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she was from Dollhouse. That's that's the first time I was introduced to her. But I guess she was in a show from Australia, like a soap opera type show from Australia. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, th- so the other changes in the book um, from the, from the show are the the envoys. In the envoys, the show made them like rebels. In the book, they're actually part of the protectorate. They're actually like a, a government team, kind of thing. So that that's another change they did in the. I think it's more interesting having them be a rebel group, I guess, because then the, it adds that conflict to what happened to Takashi Kovach and all that stuff. So from what you're saying, they changed so much that I'm like, they did. if they do <laughs> use a second, or because I know there's three books, if they use a second or third book, like it'll be kind of like Game of Thrones where they just go off and do whatever. I think she might be more faithful to the, to the second book because of the fact that she understands now that, oh, Netflix actually will let me do them. Because, uh, like, oh, yeah, uh, a Quell, Quell Chris Falconer, uh, mm-hmm. wasn't in the first book at all. It wasn't even supposed to be Quell. And the reason why she put, she put Quell into that group with the Envoys is because she's a huge fan of that character. And she had, and she said that she didn't want to wait till season three to get her into the show. So she put it here. She already put her in the first season. That's the reason oh, why so it's Quell. So that means we're probably going to see Quell, I guess, do like weird mental flashbacks. More through the other season. Yeah, I would I would assume so. because uh, I think it, it was uh another character that Takoshi Kovacs was actually in love with with the Envoys. It was like a, a female character, I guess, but they went ahead and applied it to Quell. So it'll mm. be kind of interesting how they'll do that in the later season then. Ugh, or make him have more love triangles and garbage. Probably. <laughs> I just hope like okay, so we established uh, like that he was put in that um that white person's body against his will because we know that his preference is Asian bodies. Like we see it, you know, there's William Lee, the original version, and then he chose the Byron Man version for the, the one after that. So I can only hope that the second season they're like, okay, we got it. We had a white man be the lead. In the second season, I hope an Asian actor takes the charge and carries Byron. carries the second season. Byron's body, I mean Byron's body. Yeah, that his second body was still around, oh, so think, they could technically put him back in there. Can, can you guys explain? Is Byron the older version of William Lee, or is that a second stack? I mean, second. That's show. second one. So we're just calling the second body. So William Lee body. is the first body. Yeah, he's the first, the birth, the birth, the sleeve, or whatever it's called. Yeah. So By- sleeve, Byron yeah. is not an, an older version of him. It's that's actually a different sleeve. It's a different I don't, sleeve. No, it's a different sleeve, yeah, because they're obviously not the same person. So in yeah. theory, just... so in theory, they could bring back William Lee as his. They can bring body. back both of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess it depends on like you know what if he if that body's still stored in good condition. That's yeah, because we don't right. know what happens to the first body because they never show it, right? They were just like, oh, something happened, and so it's possible William Lee can come back for and take take because I would like to see it because I think William Lee. Was did very well, which uh, what was given to him. Yes. Uh, so I'd like to hope that he would take the charge for the second season. Yeah, I, I like this episode too, where it was just focused on the flashback, and that to me that is Takoshi Kovacs. When I see Joel Kinnaman, I see William Lee as t- trapped in Joel Kinnaman's body. So that kind of works in my regards. If they bring back William Lee for the second season, that and the fact yeah. that kind of like kind of like Doctor Who, the main character gets to be in different bodies. So there's that. Yeah. 
I mean, I liked him well enough, but not when he was like suddenly admitting his love for Kel and she was he's like sits down next to her, are those your battle plans that you're drawing in your book or what I was like, what the hell? He turned into like a five year old kid and he's just like all you know, this tall guy and he's like he brings his knees up to his chest and I was like, This is so stupid, what the hell? Yeah, I'll have to agree with Josephine. I mean, I didn't hate us that much, but like by the seventh episode, it's it. I could tell it veered into the cheesy, campy yeah. territory that you know it went full on for the last two episodes. Yeah, it, it kind of did. The, the show kind of embraced a lot of tropes more than I thought it would, especially the last episode where there was literally a film noir scene where. He's explaining the mystery and how he solved it, and everybody's there. Oh, watching. That was, that we were watching so... Clue, right? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Let me bring everyone into the room. Why? Because I someone in here murdered. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it was the... you. And then they go, oh no, no, it honey, wasn't. We ruined each other. Oh no, oh. that part too. Yeah, they did it twice. They did it with when he, the sister, was like, you need to convince him that he was murdered, and he's like, okay. And then they did it again. Yeah, and and characters were literally walking off uh, off camera when it's revealed there's part of the mystery. It's like this is something that you would see like seventy years ago, not now. I, I have no idea why they decided on this. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. Yeah. Ugh. And, so it was. It started strong enough, and then it kind of ended stupid. But yeah, I was like, well, a, yeah. Overall, highly recommend. I would highly recommend it. It just kind of ended with a whimper. Yeah, yeah. It, it ended with a whimper, which is so disappointing. But yeah, the world building is still there. I'm still game to find out what happens to Kovac and, and the rest yep. of the story. But I think we have to accept that none of the characters are coming back. It's just him. Well, we don't know that. You never know. <laughs> the only one I would think is, is him and Quell. Yeah, Quell. Yeah, she will come back, I suppose. But yeah, everybody else. Yeah. Like Poe po has no reason to come back because I guess they killed him. And um and the family with with Lizzie has no reason to come back because they're kind of yeah. done already, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then and then we might see the sister again. She might appear in his head too. Basically, oh, I think yeah. that's how they would bring anyone back. If it's like a flashback, they'd be like, "Oh, appear in his head." Oh, hey man, probably don't do that. It'll probably be the sister and Quill, like people who had most significant impact. And maybe Kristen. Maybe Kristen, all the yeah. women in his life. Oh, no, because <laughs> I can see like. Uh, I don't know anything about the show, but it kind of, if it kind of makes me think of Ender's Game and the the books after it, where it's like the next book or in this case the next season could takes place another hundred years after the first one, so it has no connection with the events of the first season. Yeah, I, I think that's how they're gonna do it because, like I said, they they, ch- they changed a lot from the book for the season uh, for the first season. The only way they could explain all the changes and or just ignore all the changes is set it up years later in the second season. That's the only thing I can think yep. of. But then wouldn't he be a Met? And wouldn't that be the whole thing where he's not he doesn't want to be a Met or whatever? Well, he'd only be a Met if he kept like getting money and doing stuff. But if he's just like, I'm living under the radar and I don't want to be one of them, just live like a normal person, live like a grounder, then I guess that'll be fine. But don't forget, like, that's also one world, right? There's so many worlds he can be going to. And every world could be different. How many years of- again do you have to be to be considered a Met? Do you remember the I number? I don't think it's get? just the years. It's, it's just, not just it's, years. It's just the money. Because uh, everyone and everyone has a stack at this point in the future. So the, the ability to go into a different body, everyone has an ability. Uh, Mephs are the only ones where they can grow their own bodies, like multiple versions of that. Okay. They're just ridiculously the, okay. rich. It's like they're like they're like the one percent, but on like crack. That that, ex- that explains to me that the show did a very poor job of what of what the uh, the stack thing. Is 
Uh, the way it's supposed to work is that if your if your stack is transferred to multiple different kinds of bodies, your your mind goes crazy. So, but so, the thing is, it has to be a different body, right? No, whereas no. The, it, it has to be a different body. If you're if you're in the same body, like you clone yourself, then your mind stays intact. That's how you become. No, exactly. So the meths have their own bodies. They're not changing bodies. Right. Correct. So, so that's expensive. Like that's where meths, because they have a lot of money, they can do that. In terms of what you're saying, I don't know where you said it was different in books, but in the show, they explained that your mind goes crazy if you if you put your consciousness in both bodies and both in stacks at the same time. Oh no, that was just it's illegal. In the show, I believe it's illegal, but you also illegal. go crazy. Which is what, like, that's why Demi the Twin went crazy because he halved himself and he genuinely believed the other one was his brother. And then we see Takashi doing it to himself at the end of the show. Hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure how that's explained in the book or whatever, but from what I understand from the book is the fact that if you keep transferring your, your stack, your soul into different bodies that isn't your own, you do start going crazy. It isn't just you split your body, or, but it's just the fact it has to be your body. That, that was kind of how they explained it. The oh. But they never said otherwise. Yeah. In the, like in the TV show, they sh if the Mets use their own bodies, they're just different versions. I mean, they're just clones of themselves. No, and yeah. then the poor people, they just can't afford new bodies, they so they die. Body, yeah. And there is a process where if they aren't aware of their own conversion, like at the very beginning of the show, the, the doctor team was like, oh, don't look at yourself because you have to get used to it. Otherwise, you risk in entering some psycho schism or something like that uh, when they did that to Takashi. Um, so that's the only inclination where like, oh, they can go crazy, but that's only if they were put into that body without their knowing. If you know that, oh, I'm going to go into this, you know, this white woman's body, I know exactly what I'm doing. So it's like, right. I don't know. They never really established that that would make you crazy. It's only when you put, uh, another version of yourself at the same time. Okay. So that's, that's how the, the TV show handled it. But yeah, supposedly in the yeah. book, that's how, that's how, that's the rules from the, as, as, as established in the books is that if you yeah. keep putting yourself in different bodies, you go crazy. That's the reason why the Mets have the example. I mean, the advantage because they have the money to just keep cloning themselves and they're always in the same body. That's kind of mm. the whole difference between the Mets and normal humans. Okay. Yeah. But like I said, the world building is great in the sense that there's all this little intricate stuff. I think but what really sold me was the whole aspect of like you have like a religious chip. Like if you die... They can't, uh, they can't put you back to life because of the religious chip thing. So it's like, okay, that kind of makes sense. I kind of like that added stuff to it. I think they you can, but then because you have to respect everyone's religion. Correct. So that was the only thing. It was yeah. just you could still do it, but unfortunately there was a law saying, uh, they're religious. Yeah, that's the the law thirty four thing. That's the reason why the law thirty four is supposed oh, to exist. Oh, the six hundred thirty. Yeah, that one. Yeah. The one, the one, the one that that. Uh, uh, what's your name made Bancroft like fight against so that it wouldn't yes. pass so that the the prostitutes that she has they all have this fake religious chip so they can't like explain who killed them kind of thing yeah and they never explained too much into that too like why how does she figure out how to rewire or reprogram the things how come Mr. Lung was able to like pass through unnoticed through all these cameras like I wish they told more about that stuff but then like his character kind of like he came in strong and you're like, ooh, who's this creepy assassin man with a star-shaped like ripper of bodies stuff, right? And then once he realized he was working for the sister, he kind of just it petered out. a lot less interesting after that. 
Yeah. Although I kind of I kind of like the whole idea that he's this fanatic of this believer that these myths are gods in earth kind of thing. So I kind of That's fine. Like yeah. that I had no issue. It was just when he became like, "Oh, he served under what he called she who endures." I'm like, "Man, you yeah. sound so lame now." <laughs> yeah, but he sounds like a fanatic. So that kind of makes sense in his character. Eh. But you're right. It, it, he was better when he was still mysterious and whatnot. And then they had to yes. explain him out and they're like, "Okay, he's like a regular crazy guy." Okay, I got that. Well, I didn't understand why. Okay, the police officer Levine that he ends up killing and taking his suit, he asks him, Are you a believer? And the guy's like, What are you talking about? I don't know. And then the police officer reaches out to him and goes, Wait, are you a believer too? So I was like, So why did you have to kill him? Apparently, he seems like he's on your side. So I think think it was more of a case where he realized, Oh, you believe in somebody else. And then that's why he killed him off, I guess. (laughs) Because his true belief is to her. Yeah, to the Mets. Or just the Mets in general. Yeah, yeah. so not to whatever his religion was. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of content in in Altered Carbon. And I kind of wish they would expand on it more, but I think they were content. Which they will, because they've got two other seasons. Like, they have to explain, like, who are the elders? They they seem to be like an alien species that created the song Spire, which allows the stacking to happen in the first place. We have no idea who they are, except they look like birds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, obviously a lot of things we'll hopefully learn later, you know, should the show continue. If the show continues. What do you mean, if? We, we don't even know if this, there's a second. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you were really like a. I thought it was oh. established that there was a, there wasn't. It hasn't been established yet. There's no official word yet. I mean, everyone's saying there should be because Netflix spent so much money on this, right? That they're like, okay, they they're gonna, but we'll see. Oh well, I feel like they'll do it even with mixed reviews, but who knows? Yeah, I think Netflix is disappointed with the mixed reviews, but then at the same time, they weren't that disappointed with Bright's mixed reviews, like or. Really oh yeah, but yeah. So but I, that I, was only because like there was a h- higher like ratings for the audience, and the critics hated it. But in terms of the audience, they were like, well, it seems like m- a lot of people who watched it liked it. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. I haven't seen it yet. Me oh wait, we watched half of it and we like got really bored. But I still have to finish that one. But in terms of Alter Carbon, I don't think this is for everybody because it's it's a lot more. Um, it's not very mainstream in terms of like the story, although it has some mainstream storyline. It's story pretty line. dense too. It's pretty dense. Yeah, I I, I think even it, go on. Oh, I was gonna say. Well, it reminds me like okay for a mainstream audience, I guess who doesn't watch anime ever, they'd be like, "What is all this stuff they're telling you?" But I was like, "This like has so many like throwbacks, oh, that's to so true. many yeah. animes that we've seen before, so it's not new at all." Yeah, and like obviously the world we're like relating it most to Blade Runner and Ghost in the Shell, so. I'm just like, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's dense, but at the same time, it's like, oh, it's palatable. Like, I, yeah. I get it. If anyone has watched the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex or any of the movies, they'll go like, oh, Altered Karma, whatever doing is not that novel. It's it's been done before. The whole idea of artificial intelligence and like, what does it mean to have a soul when you're a robot or an android, and a whole like switching bodies into different minds. I kind of like that's all been done before right. in Japanese anime. It's just for American audience, they're like, oh, wow, this is really cool. I, th- I think f- for people who aren't huge fans of sci-fi, this might turn them off. Because like you said, it might be too dense for them. So I think that's yeah. that's the Alter Carbon's problem. It isn't a Game of Thrones where people can play along and go, who's going to live? Who's going to die? And who's going to do this and do that? People can play along. This one, I don't know how people can play along with it unless you're like a huge fan of sci-fi. Yep. It's for sci-fi fans for sure. Right, right. 
which you know, which is good because I I kind of like to have a deep sci-fi show on TV that isn't just you know simple Star Trek stuff. So I would say a better uh, deep sci-fi show would be The Expanse. You're just oh loving yeah, it. I just love that show so, so much. Oh I'm so God. biased. And they they finally have season two on was it Netflix or Amazon? I don't know, but that's good. Yay. Yeah, I think I think they finally put season two on Amazon, and for whatever reason, the Expanse is just not catching on. But I think it's because not everybody watches Sci-Fi Channel, so there's that. Yeah, it's kind of a weird, obscure channel. I think. <laughs> well, I think they're trying to reclaim their name because their last good show was Battlestar Galactica, and then after that, they did all their crappy B C grade oh, yeah, Sharknado the, movies. Sharknado stuff. Yeah. So they're like, oh shit, we gotta like try to reclaim it. So I think they're so they're doing that, and there's like a and then there's the magicians. And there's like some other sci-fi TV shows that I heard is good. I think sci-fi is trying to reclaim like, oh, we do good sh- shows too. True, true. But any final word on Altered Carbon? Oh, um, I mean, I would recommend it to people. Even I think what also maybe turns people off is the fact that it's like, oh, you know, there's a white man playing an Asian guy. And it is just like. After the disaster of the live action Ghost in the Shell, it kind of is like, why would you do this again? But then I was like, I think the TV show does a good job addressing that. Um, and really, you know, giving the other two Asian bodies like their due as well, bringing yeah. them back in flashbacks and whatever. Agreed. And like you said, um, after the end of the season, like there really is no reason for the Riker body to come back because it's right. like, yeah, he's giving it back up to the original guy. So. It gives us room for hope that, you know, they'll actually have a full Asian guy play the next show. Or he has to actually be a Hapa, technically, because <laughs> I didn't realize he was supposed to be yeah, a Hapa. Yeah, he's Hapa, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I like the show, and I think, like, what they present is very interesting. And even though, you know, you've probably seen it before, but it, they do it well. And then, like, the graphics, oh my god, the graphics were really good. Yeah, the visuals, so, yeah. The visuals like are pretty good. Cool. It, it, it does kind of remind me when I first saw the first season of Game of Thrones where... Where I wasn't completely in on it, like like I think fantasy fans were really like happy that they have a show like Game of Thrones on TV and the book readers as well. But I wasn't really completely into it until until the big giant twist, like in episode nine of the first season. But um, what was the big twist that they were all in the bad place? <laughs> Somebody's head got chopped off. So it's like like until that point, I wasn't completely in. I'm a huge fan of Game of Thrones, but but the world building I kind of appreciated. The characters are kind of you know they're fine and that's the kind of that's the same kind of thing i got from from altered carbon it's like i appreciated what it's trying to do more than completely in love with it like i was in the good place so it's like yeah but I, i'm still in it though i'm still definitely gonna watch keep watching mm-hmm. yes i agree what about you edward i agree um i have nothing new to add other than i agree 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like the little the wolves from storks <laughs> I agree, okay. agree, agree, agree. All right, and on that note, thanks for listening, Josephine Edward. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Slow Joe Jojo and Twitter at I Am Josephine. This is Edward. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinema Monster. And this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five X Five. My I set up movie blog, my weekly comic strip, and the other podcast, The Stuff and Junk Show, where we talk about movie teaser trailer. And also, this is the second episode of Spoilers, please for the week. We did do an episode of The Good Place, so take a listen to that as well. You can send comments to whowhatworstwhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or through the website. If you want to show your support, just send go head over to whowhatworstwhy.com slash support to find out how. 
Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatwhereswhy.com. Uh, so, Edward, are you sure you don't want to talk about that other movie involving nope. that one? Nope. <laughs> nah, no. We're no. good. No. No. No, no, okay. no. And on the next episode, we are going to be talking about Black Panther. So keep an eye on that. Oh, boy. Woo. All right. And then, oh, yeah, then we're going to talk about the pin release as well that comes with Black Panther. What? What? <laughs> we're going to the pin release for Black Panther in Hollywood. Whatever. It's I'm sorry. Pins. Don't what, worry about what it. What is a pin, uh, like like a, like a annual pass pin release or this? No, pin? it's just, you remember how I told you I collect pins? Oh, there's going to be like a Disney pin release Panther? for Black Panther in Hollywood? Yeah, no, they have uh, pin releases for like every movie that comes out, basically. Except Peter, Pete, Peter's Dragon. Pete's Dragon, because that movie got shat on. But for the most part, they have a release for every big film because they want to make money. And so I they're like, hey, do- we're selling these pins. And you're like, oh my god! And you go there at like 4 a.m. and wait in line. So it's like, except the El, El Capitan, I'm guessing? It's right next to it. The, um, the Disney Studios store in Hollywood... That one, which is literally right next to El Capitan, is where they release the pins. So you're saying they've been doing this for the other Disney movies as well? Yep. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. It's news to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you live very far anyways, so I don't know why you would come out. But then again, I know people who... Actually, I met a lady who flies in from New Mexico every time there's a pin release. But I, I'm not a pin collector, so it doesn't really apply to yeah, me exactly. too Yeah, exactly. But she's, she flies in just for a release, and you might not get them because it's a raffle. Yeah. And it's very interesting. That's a price. Anyway. Okay, yeah, we're all crazy cool, cool, people. cool. All right, this has been another episode of Spoilers, Please. We just part of the Who What Worst Why Network.